Sometimes you need a 30 minute come to Jesus meeting with your homies to just talk through the season. Am I right? You just need to get things together mentally, figure out where we're going. If we're going anywhere, we could be going right to the couch. We'll talk about why North Carolina had to come to Jesus and if it will actually mean anything on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs, and we are rocking and rolling through today's show, talking about ACC men's basketball. And, of course, <clears throat> there it is, horse in the voice. My fave, North Carolina, going through some things, having a little post, post-game post uh, conversations, meetings, if you will, a little bit of kerfuffle in the locker room after the another, yet another ACC loss that the team took. 92-85 to 85 victory for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Wasn't even that close. At times, this was a 20-point deficit. And you're saying to yourself, hey, another Blue Blood rivalry blowout. Over it. Tired of watching it. At least make it a game. Who Who's over it? Who's tired of watching it? Oh, we're getting to yours. We're getting to, we're getting to your blowout, so don't even worry about it. I'm sorry. As someone who covers the ACC – I'm tired of blowouts. Like if y'all gonna have me staying up till twelve o'clock at night, at least make it a game. With with that being said, um, who was involved in the kerfuffle? I, I'd like to know who was involved in the dust up. Because oh, not you want to have real housewife there, tea time? Okay, period. I don't I think there was a that. dust up, but I think there was a come to Jesus. So legend has it, last night after the Wake Forest game in Winston Salem, mm-hmm. normally the media gets to have you know post game interviews, all that whoop de whoop. Typically, teams have 10 minutes to reset, get things together, then they go for interviews. Allegedly, there was about a 30 to 45-minute wait for Carolina to be ready for post-game interviews. Apparently, Hubert had a long conversation with his boys, sat him down, looked him in the eye. Apparently, Armando said, if y'all don't want to be here, go. Quit. Get out of here. This is the same man who said he would die for his school. Now, if y'all have listened to us before, we said that's the stupidest ish we ever heard because ain't ain't no way, dog. The school wouldn't die for you. They would die. They would you die. actually are going to be replaced next season. So, like, yeah. relax. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. But in all of that, I get the pride. I understand the excitement for wanting to do well by a little too far. But, you know, I understand. However, semicolon comma, if you're the leader of this team and you telling people if you don't like it, quit. Here's the thing. For team sports, it don't work like that. Yeah. I, it's a little it, tough. My my thing is you're a little too deep in the season to be having come to Jesus moment. You should already came to Jesus. February. We have our boy, our boy, what's his name? Jersey Drake always says, teams figure out who they are. We got identities by January. We know who you are. February, not only are we not trying to figure y'all out, but y'all have just let us know further, confirm, y'all ain't a team for real. Absolutely. Again, to me, there, there comes a time where, again, at some point in time, you need to really have that thing ironed out, have that thing fully developed to where nobody's asking anything. And, and this is a situation where you're shooting 22% from three, you're turning the ball over two times as much as your opponent, 
you're letting Appleby go off for 35 points, although, although, I mean, he was on the line every other time you looked up there. Which Are we talking like, about foul discrepancies yet again? Oh, no. So the nerve of me, for the nerve of me to say, hey, I don't want the refs taking the game out of anybody's hand. The nerve of But me, I don't like how you were so hype about it for North Carolina, and you were all about discrepancy, discrepancy. But then when you talk about, oh, well, you know, Ty Appleby, he was on the line so much. Like, I don't feel the same energy and tone is what I'm trying because, to tell you. Because the difference is extremely different. 26 uh, okay. free throws to 42 uh, okay. as opposed to 39 to 13 or 23 to 3. Like, those are two very different situations. Okay, buddy. Okay, but, buddy. But, again, the reality is that uh, this is a North Carolina team that, it's too late to be figuring out y'all identity. It's too it's late. It's too late to be having come to Jesus. Y'all ain't no way I'm sitting in nobody's locker room for 30 minutes on the road, too. I got to go back an hour and a half and sit on the bus with you. And hell no. Ain't, ain't nothing you can talk to me about, dog. We good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a little too late. And um, we may be looking at the first ever number one, preseason number one to miss the tournament. We may be looking at it. I think they're going to squeak in. I think they're going to squeak in. Here's the thing. All, all gonna, I'll tell you this. They'll squeak in our brand recognition. Yeah. 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 But realistically, if you look at this team, if this was if this was, let's say, Clemson, mm -hmm. they wouldn't be nobody would be having a conversation about their tournament team. Like at best, at best, people would be like, mm, they're on the outside of the bubble, maybe second four in territory. But I mean, when you look at this UNC team, what what do they what have they done this season that you look at and you say, hey, this is the big time win? Who? Who's their big time win? I mean, Hello. every ranked team that they've played, they've lost against. The Michigan team that they played that everybody thought was good wasn't exactly it. Ohio State is their only ranked win of the season so far. And other than that, against tournament teams as a whole at the moment, I would say NC State, Ohio State, and that's about it in terms of their tournament wins. So, so dog, let me tell you, when I saw Leaky Black get a try and get a fast break point, and jog to try and get a layup, I said, yeah, this team is very unserious. When I saw RJ dribble down the court and just flail his arms and do whatever and not even try and run a play, I said, this is a very unserious team. When I saw the energy, the tone, and the mood of this team, when coaches yelling at y'all saying, brought up a good point about last show, Jeremy Roach said they don't communicate on defense. Couldn't hear a mumbling word on that court. Don't even know if they talk to each other. And mind you, we're not even talking about the fact that our dog Caleb, who shoots like crazy, was the only reason why he got down to seven. He was just throwing them up, and they just happened to be going in. But it was too little, way too little too late. You know the rules with Caleb Love. He'll shoot you out of some games. He'll shoot you into some games. But in this game, it, it was just too, too little too late, like you said. Yeah. Monsanto did his thing, as Ooh. always. Applebee. He does not, as always. He doesn't, as always. I'm sorry, what? Damari Monsanto, sometimes when he's off, he's terrible. Yeah, but he's still one of the best three-point shooters in the nation. But when he's off, he's terrible. Well, that could be said for every three-point shooter. Every when three he's stroking, it's like, God, dog. And it's, he hit the first two. I was like, yeah, that's it. It's a wrap. That could be said for almost every three-point shooter. I mean, he's he's if you look at what he's done on this season, to, to say that he is – you know, average or pedestrian. The man's shooting 41% from deep. Like, Did that's not... That come out of I didn't say pedestrian. I just said when he's bad, he's terrible. But that 41% puts you in, like, the top 5 10% of the country, especially at the volume that he's shooting threes at. 
that's kind of so if he is bad, if he is terrible when he's bad, then he gotta be damn great when he's great because it's that, he is, and that's the thing. I say he struck two of them things. I say, yeah, that's a wrap. We we can pack this one in. Yeah. And that's not even and that's not even what Applebee striking. And you also had cars shooting them. Whenever you got the melanin deficient white boy shooting, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Wake Forest. I'm happy for I'm happy for them boys because honestly, that was a win that they needed to get over the hump of people being like, are they on the bubble or not? The the thing about this team that I look at, and I'm I'm I want to talk about Wake Forest here. The thing that I look at here is they're normally such a balanced team, but this game was the Applebee and Monsanto show. And they put the team on their back and they said, hey, we're not going to lose this game. Now, don't get me wrong. Did they try to fumble it toward the end there? A little bit. A little bit. Because honestly, if you watched both games, if you watched both games and not the stat sheet, NC State and UVA was much closer than UNC and Wake Forest. However, at the end, you Caleb Love shot them back into the game and NC State didn't have somebody that did that for them. In fact, the opposite happened. And UVA kind of extended out the lead a little bit, yeah, but yeah. that game was much closer than uh, the the UNC Wake Forest game. I mean, what what was the score? What was the run to start off? Was it like twenty two to eight or 20, 20 something to not like? This it was, was a crazy. game. It, it got was away literally from, like Duke. Uh, what was the game we saw the other Duke night? Miami. Yeah, Duke Miami. It got away from UNC early. I mean, yeah. I remember texting you at one point in time before the first half of the first half was over. Fight back, UNC. Pitch the scoreboard, please. <laughs> Stand up, you know. And they, up. and they sat down. They sat <laughs> they firmly said, down. We're good. They said, this is Black History Month. We're gonna do our best Rosa Parks impression. We are sitting down and not moving. You understand? Because that was ugly. That was very ugly. And you know what's crazy? I really wanted this to be Pete Nance's revenge game, where he's like, "I'm not a reflection of what I showed during UNC Duke. That did not happen. And there was just nobody that took over. And there's nobody that's gonna take over." And I, I'm just, I made peace with, this is just not the team. They're not, they, if they made the tournament, they're probably going to be at first and one and dunners. This It's not going to click. Like, I don't know what's not clicking in here, but it's definitely a team divide. It's a hundred percent a team divide. And it starts with your quote unquote potential could have been national player of the year, but you ain't hear that from me. Now, as we're talking through. Wait, who could have been national player of the year that it starts with? Who else was been, would have been national player of the year? I mean, I think Armando Baycott has been really good this year so far. On the court. He needs some help. On the court, he might have been good. But, y'all, I'm trying to tell you what's happening. A lot. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I know. Well, uh, don't. And I'm, I'm telling I'm, you what I know. I'm just leave it. Just a, lot of people, a lot of people know a lot of things about that USC locker room. But they, I, they, that, I'm, the locker I'm telling room is very, you, I, my, say, my sword, sneaky. It's but very he, he, He's always been like that. But I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling well, you from I, a very reliable source. And and I'm telling you that too okay. many people know too many people know too much about that team because there were certain chants that were going out during the Battle of the Blues. I'm like, oh, but that's my. not. I'm trying to tell you that's not. I'm trying to tell you that's not the problem. I'm trying to tell you you worried oh, about the wrong thing. I'm so telling that's not the you. problem. So that, no, I'm telling you, clutch your pearls all you want. I'm ooh. trying to tell you. You, just you know, listen. I got some tea on the. I got some tea on the stove. I know we both been a little under the weather here. I, I'll go get some tea 
after this break. You sound mighty fine to me. We're really excited about our new sportsbook betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, and that is FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that makes betting on sports fun and easy. Download, Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with the no sweat first bet, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, <clears throat> you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat First bet. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs. We're talking through some games, and we can touch on this lightly, but we got to touch on it at all. God, Tomati. Louisville, you made the game for the first two minutes, and then that was about all, all she wrote. But what are we – I mean, what are we what expecting? Are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> no, no like, like very seriously, if you're expecting something from Louisville at this point – so we talked about teams' identities and knowing who teams are, knowing who players are, all that at this point in the season. If you don't know who Louisville is by now, <laughs> I've got news for you. Denial is a river in Egypt. This now. team is terrible. That's, <laughs> that's what's going on here. This Louisville team is bad. In the words of the Grinch, stink, stink, stunk. Yeah, shooty do. Okay, I was I was letting you go on your rant. I was letting you have it. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm confused. If you're looking at this team, and and, and I think that 99% of the world who pays attention to college basketball is like, oh, yeah, this is the worst Louisville team we've ever seen in most of our lifetime. But it's not even the worst Louisville team. This is one of the worst Division One college basketball teams we've ever seen. Honestly, at this point, after, every time we have to recap Louisville, all we finna say is, Free Ellis. And that's it. Free our dog. Free my dog. Free my dog, L. <laughs> Till it's backwards. If this man don't transfer, he's nutty. He must have had the best NIL deal. Not only he going to be on a Netflix show, he got Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max deals out the yin-yang if he stays at Louisville. And I'll tell you what, there are multiple teams, multiple teams in the conference. I got a are- team right now that we just talked about. We we'll love him. Well, I, and love I'll tell him. you what. I'll tell you what, there's another team that we're about to talk about that's going to need to replace two guards next year. So, uh, the battle L, who wanted more? L, I'm coming to you as a woman. L, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, she may be coming to you as a woman. I'm coming to you as a businessman. You understand? <laughs> you know, the, my business hours are nine to five, Mr. Alex. <laughs> and you're right on time to talk some money. Pitt beat Louisville 91 to 57. Got some money. Fight now, back. fight back. <laughs> Coach Payne getting fired. He's getting fired. You think so? I di- I didn't think that there was a way that he would get fired after year one. <laughs> but I I also I also did not see like here's the thing. They're not losing a lot. They're not just losing a lot. They're yeah. losing in embarrassing fashion. Yeah. Like very seriously, right? If you yeah. go through and look at their games from this season, yeah. you have like very few of these losses that are coming by. Let's just start from the beginning of the season, right? <laughs> Again, losing to Bellarmine, losing to Wright State, you can kind of excuse that. Losing to App State, ah, that's that's where it gets a little dicey. A 26-point loss to Arkansas, a 32-point loss to Texas Tech, a 19-point loss to Cincinnati, a 25-point loss to Maryland, a 15, I'm sorry, 17, no, that's 27. My numbers are wrong. 
27 point loss to Miami. Yeah. A 22 point loss to Florida State. Like, you know, you have I mean, to- defense is optional. Offense ain't there. You know, it just is what it is. And I hate yeah. it because you bring in a whole new coaching staff. You have everybody and their mama move their families up there. You get all these contracts signed. We'll see. We'll see if he can make a shake. But I know, I know for a fact, Louisville got them boosters that would say, "Hey, get this thing packing. Got to go." Let me tell you something. That AD is gonna tell everybody after this last game. Hey, hey, y'all. <laughs> it's been real. It's been fun. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. So I'm gonna give you a release paper, and you get a release paper, and you get a release paper because again, I in college the leash is always longer. Right. Like this ain't the NFL, NBA, none of that, where you see like coaches get fired after one year. Fairly normal. This, But this is an exception. I don't think that anybody could have predicted Louisville being this bad. Like this isn't just like, oh, yeah, they're struggling a little bit. They're terrible. They're getting it's it's more often that they're getting blown out than it is. They're being competitive, let alone winning. So, yeah, I think it's just one of those situations where at the end of the day, as much as we want to get excited about way ACC basketball is always progressing, always has someone in the conversation, we have to acknowledge there's some teams that are really holding us back. Georgia State, Louisville, I'm looking right at you. So we got to figure it out going into next season. NC State and Virginia, last game of Tuesday night. It was all Virginia. NC State tried their best. But I think for them, this was a – all right, we're doing good, but we're not there yet, game. Coach Keats needed this loss for multiple yeah. reasons. Number yeah. one, I said this before, and I said, you know, as long as it works, sure, keep doing it. Posting your big man up at the three-point line is crazy. That's crazy. There should be a mandate. Hey, DJ, <laughs> you can do that against bad teams. But guess yeah. what? When we play good teams, you need to be on that block. Yeah, and You need to get the ball on the block. And then beyond that, we had not seen teams doubling DJ Burns because our perimeter players were the stars of the show. And DJ was just like, oh, this is a new revelation that's come about. Yeah. Virginia said, here's what we're going to do. What if everybody in the ACC has been wrong about this team? What if DJ is the star and he's Gladys Knight and Terquavian and Jarkel are the pips? Hello. And so they said, we're going to double him hard. Every time he touches that ball in the paint, I need hands. Hey, we right here. Two folks, at least, on them. And with that being said, we'll trust that their guards will miss the shots or not make the right passes when he passes out or that he won't be able to pass out. But I think that's a testament to Tony Bennett and his coaching because he identified and recognized that and was like, you know what, let's spin the block and try something different because what everyone else is doing ain't ain't been working. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also think DJ – nod to him and his progression to where people are like, oh, no, we got you, dog. Because I think he was shaking up a little bit. Like, I'm not used to not being the man and, like, people not knowing that I'm actually the man. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was, you know, a change of pace. But, like you said, needed. Needed for Keats, too, in terms of a humbling coaching moment. He hasn't had a lot of those this season. He's been in a really nice position. Had a lot of ice cream post games, And so maybe we'll see that. I feel like I'm talking to myself. I don't know where Kenton went, but here we are. <laughs> we'll see if he comes back to the show. Nothing happened. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, and let me <laughs> let me give 
I'm sorry, there was a technical difficulty there, but let me give you a little bit more credit, Candice, because you calling Tony Bennett out as winning this game with his strategy. Absolutely right. Another thing that Tony Bennett did, that is a genius Tony Bennett move here. NC State is one of the best teams in transition in the country. They're not that good at rebounding. You know what Tony Bennett said? Hey, guys, we don't care about beating them on the boards. Sure, they can get all the defensive rebounds they want. Our task, our charge for this team, get back. As soon as we put up a shot, get back on the defensive end. They allowed two fast break points all game. NC get State, back, boys. NC State usually scores 15 to 16. Yep. They won the game by 13 points. Do you know what the difference between 2 and 16 is? <laughs> exactly 14 points, enough to win the game. So – Tony Bennett deserves a ton of credit. I mean, this was not a a spectacular offensive showing by um, Virginia by any means, but this is what Virginia basketball is. I might have even – yes, I agree with you 100%. And Tony Bennett, as much as I thought Coach Keats might have got Coach of the Year, I think this made Bennett more deserving. I mean, Coach Bennett – here's the thing about Coach of the Year, which many people have talked about. It's always a award like, oh, your team, we thought they were going to suck. And yeah. Turned out really good. <laughs> so, like, good yeah. for you. So, Clemson's yeah. probably going to get this thing. That's that's, mm, the that's fair. That's fair. If they finish but did we up, think they, you thought they were going to be bad? Clemson? Yeah. Everybody thought they were going to be bad. Everybody. Uh, they were picked to finish below the, the NC, below the Wolfpack in uh, the ACC standard. They were ninth and 10th in the preseason rankings. Okay. 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 So, it's not like, again, this is a war like your team was supposed to suck and they're good. Now, the reality is, it's like people get voted for T and it's like, mm-hmm. I hate to say this. I hate to say this because I know people going to want to jump down my throat about this and call me everything but a good Christian. Tony Bennett is to ACC coaching right now what LeBron James in 2015 was to the NBA. I mean, you, ha- you can't help yourself. And I know, I know, I know you could help yourself. Here's here's why I say that. Some people are gonna yeah. say, Oh, Ken, you're going too far. Da, 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 da. I'll tell you this he is head and shoulders so far above everybody else that it's like mm-hmm. you can give it to him every year. That's you fair. can if you're really judging who gets the most out of what they have, who is drawing up the most that you're like, wait a minute, that's unique to them, and they're doing it amazingly. It's him. It yeah. can be him every year, but the voters don't want to do that. It's Instead, it's what team was supposed to suck. That's good this year. All right, give that guy coach of the year. Yeah, which sucks because at the end of the day, it should be about the X's and O's and all the things and not your own personal like, oh, well, I don't really feel like it. Like, that's that's, that's type weird. <laughs> that's type weird. But that's the nature of the beast. Either way it goes, great game. We move on. Like I said, I'm tired of staying up till 9, 11.30 to watch blowouts. So just please make it games. That's all we ask for. ACC, please stop. Stop it. All the teams are on the eastern seaboard. Please <laughs> knock it off. The we furthest, need to have six and eight times. Six and eight. The furthest inland team is Louisville, who is also in the eastern time zone. Stop. Well, technically Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Notre Dame who is in the central time zone. Either way, you don't need 9 p.m. It's unnecessary. <laughs> you know, all the West Coast fans that get to watch games at 6, just sitting down for dinner. You know, that's that's what it's really all about. All right, let's talk through some Wednesday night matchups. They 
aren't maybe necessarily as thrilling, but nonetheless, they're ACC games. Syracuse and Florida State, you know what I'm talking about? You know, Syracuse, we got our boy Jimmy B back at the helm. We'll see how his team fares. You got two Hall of Fame coaches right here, Hamilton, Beheim. We'll see how it shakes out. Honestly, I'm rooting for the nose. I hope they dog walk them. And I really like Syracuse as a team. But Jimmy just got to get handed to for the rest of the year off the strain. I, I would like to uh, quote Bishop Paul Morton here <laughs> in talking to Jim Beheim. Are you ready to go? 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 Because they ready for you to go, Jim. Okay. They ready for you to go. They ready. Listen. That team is ready for you to say, hey, enough's enough. I've been doing this for almost 50 years. I know Joey G, Joey Gerard, he's like, please, dog, like, let this be the last speech. Jesse Edwards, like, let this be the last cuss out, please. Somebody. It's, it's time. It's, it's time. time. It's, it's time. It's good in time. You know, you've yeah. had a great run, a magnificent yeah. run. And yeah. quiet as it's kept, Kitten, this might be Hamilton's last couple. This might be Hamilton's last couple. But you know what? I'm not ready to see Hamilton go. I'm not either. I'm not ready. We haven't seen enough of Hamilton to where I'm like, go. <laughs> Please, please. <laughs> Jimmy been on the scene for nearly 50 years. He been on the scene for literally double our lives. That's crazy. I, you're, crazy. You are correct. Double the time that I've been alive on this earth. <laughs> double, I, well, actually, wait, not double, but very close. Very close. All right. Like, very I, well. well. First of all, why are you saying the same for me? That's very disrespectful, but we're going to move on. You're, you're older than me. Notre Dame and Georgia Tech. You ain't got to tell people that either. Like, what what are we doing? What are we doing? We're talking about that off air. Because what? All right. Notre Dame and Georgia Tech. And a coach coach (laughs) that knows when the writing is on the wall and decides to get out. Look at that, Jim. Look right behind you. Crazy. Look at a novel idea. No, Brace Brace said, look, the game not only has passed me, but I ain't trying to do this no more. I ain't doing this. I'm over it. I'm over it. I need to go home and be a family man. That's what I'm doing. Okay. That's, now, Pastor said he's gonna be one, live to 120, but that don't mean we got to watch him coach that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we don't do all that. We don't do yeah. all that. So we gonna we gonna see. We gonna. But this should be. This is a game that again is relevant to ACC tournament standings. These yep. are two teams that are at the um, you know on the the lower end of the conference. And so at this point in time. I mean, this is a I hope everybody has fun game because it, it won't it won't matter much in the grand scheme of things. But Absolutely. it should be um, an exciting game to see, you know, at the end of the day, Notre Dame's big who uh, can can step out and shoot some threes. He's, he's, yeah, I, I never know how to pronounce his name. It's OK. Every, I got you. Every time I try it, I get it wrong. So I yeah. just. Lazuski, yeah. I've reduced him to the big who shoots three. So I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. I'm sorry to the Lazuski family. Is that how you pronounce yep, it? That's close enough. Okay, I'm sorry to that family, but uh, <laughs> sorry to this man. <laughs> sorry to this man. But I don't know this man. No, but seriously. Um, oh that, my gosh. That that is is gonna be a, a game that again doesn't really have much relevance uh to the conference to the national scene, but you know, we'll see how it goes nonetheless. Boston College, Virginia Tech. All I'm saying is, if Virginia Tech loses this game, I don't want to hear nothing else. I'm not talking about them no more. If they happen to lose this game, I'm not talking about them for the rest of the season. You know what? I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell you this, though. Virginia Tech fans are actually the only ones that are nice to us in these comments. Like, I've never seen Virginia Tech fans. 
come in you here. here. You ain't been here that long. Oh, I ain't been here long bro. enough? You knew, been... bro. Because listen, I've talked you about Braxton Burmeister's inability to throw the ball for years. You're and new, all bro. I've ever heard from Virginia Tech fans about it was, hey, Ken, you're right. You're right. Uh, hey, apparently, didn't we, didn't, we didn't believe in pride in the boys. All, you, you knew, bro. You knew. It's okay. You go wait till football season rolls around. It's okay. Are you stuck? He might actually be stuck. <laughs> that is hilarious. But yeah, I think that ultimately the Virginia Tech Hokies should be able to pull out this W, and I'm really getting excited for it. I can't hear you if you're talking. Not you stuck again. That's crazy. All right. Well, we got to get out of here. Kenton's technology has failed him, but make sure you check out these Wednesday night matchups for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. We'll leave you with some really good times and last vibes. Make sure you check out our locked on college basketball show. You can also get in on all of our winning action again at our friends with fan Jewel. signing off here. Kenton, you got one more thing to say. Not the Hokies done cut my feed. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tell you, bro. I tried to tell but you. But again, I'll, I'll tell you that coach probably give us no reason to believe in him, but Again, maybe I was wrong, and Virginia Tech fans are rude to us here, but I've never experienced it personally. You know what I mean? I've, they've only been plays to me. So, you know, I mean, if they if they do lose this game, I, I would feel like that officially puts them out of conference relevance, but I kind of feel like they're already there a little bit. I kind of feel like they're not already quite. not really – you're already a bottom four team in the conference. Like, sorry. They don't have double-digit losses yet as a program, so they're still sort of relevant in terms of our bubble sake. So we'll keep them, keep them right there. Right I mean, there. I mean, I understand, but there are multiple teams with double-digit losses that are above them in the conference, technically. I hear what you're saying, but what I'm telling you is don't sleep on this Virginia Tech team. That's all I'm saying. And what I'm saying is my case is resting peacefully. It got a snuggy. It got the fan going. It got the the thermostat set to a a brisk 73. It's sleeping. It's sleeping well. All right, guys. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk through some women's matchups and preview that. A lot of drama on the women's side, apparently, but that's what makes for great shows. For Candace Cooper, Cook, hmm, what's my name? Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next.